0: Jedi can stop Sidious before it's too late.
1: Too late for what? The Republic to fall? It already has, and you just can't see it.
2: There is no justice, no law, no order except for the one that will replace it. The time of the Jedi has passed. They
1: cannot defeat Sidious. But together, you and I can. Here we
3: go. Good
4: evening, ladies and gentlemen.
5: We are tonight's entertainment.
3: already i'm gonna kill you maybe not today maybe not tomorrow
6: that's not how the force works very small man can cast a very large shadow
3: this (laughs) does put a smile on
5: my face
2: once more the sith will rule the galaxy
3: most impressive you are
7: on the Sith list I have spoken welcome 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 to episode number 195 of the Sith list our road to 200
0: everyone.
7: I'm your host Rajdol Chahi and my co-pilots for this evening's Adventure, the young, the restless, the bearded one, the man who has pants on this time. Not for long. I hope not. Mr. Carlos. Bird The man we call Hazelnut Crunch. The man who is wearing a tank top and has his guns out tonight and wearing a shirt with a logo on it that put me right back in the sixth and seventh grade, a Mauian sun shirt Used to love that line of clothing and skateboards and all kinds of stuff. Mr. or less is. I mean, this was supposed to be my
5: hanging out outfit, so I'm just hanging out.
7: Your hazelnuts?
5: That's right.
7: Oh, no. The man we call the king. The man who pounces on a podcast like a cat on catnip. Mr. King Tom Chansky. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right.
1: Yeah, let's just leave it at th- I'm in my hanging out outfit too But not hanging out yet
7: Ooh, okay The man we call El hombre The man who got a six string in hawk. He used to make a talk So tough So tough Man, it's so tough Mr. Eric Is gonna hold on To all we got So
4: <laughs> I, Sorry <laughs> I just he wasn't prepared Jesus <laughs> I was trying to think of what uh, Gina and Tommy's last names were, and I realized we have no idea, so I can't, no, can't we know don't, that
7: in not For our next five episodes, we're going to have a plethora of guests on to get us to our Road to 200. And we wanted to have guests on that we are friends with, that we love, that we love having on. Now, tonight, to start off the Road to 200, we have one of our favorite people in the whole wide world, the man whose name... The man who loves Scout Troopers, the man who loves a good time, especially in New York. This man hosted Les and I. He opened up his bed. Well, that didn't sound good. He opened up his house and let us sleep on his floor and his bed during New York Comic Con. He was an unbelievable host. We had a great time. I don't know why Les is laughing. Mr. Mike Pappas
2: from the Rogue One podcast. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. You know who else I let into my home? Who's that? The, the coronavirus. You know what happened to the coronavirus? It died. And I'm Okay.
7: Here. Oh, wow. Yeah, less than I almost yeah. died
2: too when we were with you, buddy. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> God bless your soul.
2: <laughs> I
3: miss God you, man. I miss,
7: I miss coming over to New York and hanging out with the Papists, man. Everybody asked me, how was that experience? And I always say, it's exactly what you think it would be. It was 72 hours of just Crazy fun, hundred percent, all the
2: time. Right, Les?
5: Yeah, it was
2: (laughs) breathless. They say "mikasa es su casa" to people that you really cherish in your life, and life is very short. And I really respect these two dudes, and I I consider them my dear friends, even though we're so far apart—three thousand or some shit miles. I trust them, and I'm loyal to them, and I hope they're loyal to me, and I give them the key to my home. And we had, we had a fucking great fucking time.
3: We sure did.
2: You know, I may be on the Charlie Sheen end of the spectrum, <laughs> which I am, <laughs> and I've admitted to that throughout 212 episodes of Rogue One. But these dudes, you know, we relate. And we had a fucking kick-ass time. And we had a yeah. fucking sick fucking time. It was rad. <laughs> yeah, we had a- it was rad as fuck.
7: It was yeah. right as fuck. It was a good time. It was a great time hanging out with everybody in New York. And unfortunately, it doesn't look like we're going to have a celebration. Well, knock on wood, they haven't canceled just yet. But I think it's it's coming soon. But hopefully, when they do have it, the year following, we'll have just about that much fun again, my man. And definitely, know, you're not allowed at my house. But let's oh, move fine. on to man, move. Let's move on to Rogue One. Let's talk about Rogue One a little bit. How's it going with Mister Grosso on that wonderful podcast of yours?
2: We've been having a good time, honestly. Um, you know, Haw's got a new job, and he uh, is obligated to Blue Harvest. And right. also, obviously, the new gig that he has. And we're so happy for him, um, obviously, upgrading his career with new opportunities and new adventures. And right. we're really happy for him. Unfortunately, he's not able to be available for two to three podcasts a week. So it's it's just Johnny and I. and a guy from South Jersey and a kid from Queens just shooting the shit about star Wars every week is still awesome. We, we think it's awesome and we don't give a fuck about what anybody else thinks. So life is good with us. Yeah. Much. And you mentioned, you mentioned Haas
7: Burkhart as well on blue harvest. So we're going to have Johnny and Haas on, on later on yeah. the episodes. That yeah, are they don't, they don't coming. want me
2: on with them, which is fine because you know, I'm the Artie laying of, of the whack pack and the, and the, <laughs> And the, uh, and the Howard Stern show, you know. That's right, Mike. I want you to be free like a, like a little bird out there. Oh, I, want I, you to don't, I don't want to be on with them. They'll just fuck with me yeah, the whole time. Yeah, exactly. but I, got di- I got dirty details that, you know, I can spill without them having to shut me down. How's everybody doing? Uh, Eric, how
4: you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. Uh, homeschooling my kids has been a scene. As a matter of fact, I can hear my wife downstairs screaming at one or both of them right now. <laughs> it's good times.
7: Uh, good times. Oh, man. Oh, man. King Tom, how about you?
1: I know I would not cut it as a teacher. Ugh. You know, just dealing with two kids, I could not deal with more than, more than two for an extended period of time. So,
7: Les, you've been dealing
5: with kids throughout this whole coronavirus situation. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's not lost on me the uh, value of teachers and how undervalued they are. Uh, so I can understand Yeah. So I'm, but to answer your question, I'm mm-hmm. doing great. Good.
7: Good. 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 Boo? Yeah, no, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Everything's good. Great. Mike, I know you guys have been hit harder than anybody in the world, really. You everybody healthy and good
2: over there? My wife and I are fine. Luckily that um, we've been, you know, just going through whatever the protocols are. I mean, we're obeying the rules here. We're staying indoors. We're following the quarantine uh, protocol again. We, We don't leave the house much. I'd say 38 or 40 days now. Lucky for me that I get to work from home because my job is can be done remotely off a laptop. I'm not buying a, any Hot Toys Baby Yoda right now, although I really want to. She's not shopping at Forever 21 online or <laughs> buying any Louboutin bags on the internet. And we're just buying the essentials. We're just making Good sure we you. have toilet paper and paper towel and peanut butter and jelly and whatever the fuck else we really like to eat. But it's unfortunate because I'm really used to every month spending 20% or 10% of my earnings on Star Wars shit or on Transformer shit or on video games. And unfortunately, I cannot do that right now. And it sucks fucking ass. We're, we're good. We just, I just can't buy my toys and my video games. And Jenny can't, you know, buy fucking fashion shit. And we just <laughs> buy food. And we pay our bills, and we're chilling right now.
7: It's the the American way, right now, buddy. Stay healthy, stay indoors until this thing passes.
4: Yeah, I mean, I can't
2: do like the 300 days of Star Wars like Eric Struthers can right Mm. now, unfortunately. I had to give up. I'd love to.
4: I quit numbering them because I was like 150 days behind. So whenever I get a whim, (laughs) I throw a picture.
2: (laughs) I I just give you props for all of it, dude. I followed it. I followed it from day one, man. I love you so much. Oh, it's thanks, awesome, buddy. It's awesome.
7: All right, guys, you guys ready to get into this? Heck yeah, man. Week in geek. Guys, if you want to check out some stuff like T-Public has masks now. They have masks with our logos and they look pretty damn cool and I went on there. Somebody bought one today. A couple of people bought masks and I went on there to buy myself one and it was sold out already. So, but check them out on tpublic.com. Look up the Sith list and you'll see our store. Uh, Check that out for some clothing and stickers, mugs, and masks, I guess. And also, um, go on our website for episodes and all kinds of good stuff. And we're going to have a little tab on our website that's going to list all the wonderful podcasts that we pretty much think we're family with. You know, like Rogue One, Blue Harvest, Canto by Dispatch, all the great podcasts, the Bad Motivators, of course. (laughs) And I don't want to leave them off, you know, because Eric's on our podcast. But (laughs) soon we're going to have a a page on there that lists everything. Just in case you want to hear podcasts that we enjoy that I think you would enjoy as well. So check them out. Email us at thesitlist at gmail.com. We got a couple of great voicemails and emails this week. And um, leave us some iTunes reviews, um, some good ones. Don't leave us bad ones because that's fucked up. Let's get into the box office. There's box office info out there again, but it's not really info. Trolls. Trolls has started. Remember, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It has started a huge controversy, and the reason is is that Trolls has earned hundred million dollars in rental fees. Mm-hmm. This it's a ton of money, and it is shaking up the movie industry because yep. the movie theaters are coming out now. Studio like. Theaters. AMC came out and said uh, we're never going to play another Universal film ever again, and,
5: and that's because Universal said the CEO feels that they can do both yep. going forward. Yes, that they can make enough money going forward with dual and pocket the cash. Reviews.
7: But I have a question: What if other theaters jump on board and say, "Well, we're not going to deal with your studios either"? So who's going to show movies?
0: See, no, but that's the interesting thing is that this is a rough game of chicken because mm-hmm. universal and the other movie studios they are a mac truck and these movie theaters are a pinto right because one relies on the other there's no there's no movie theaters if there's no movies in the theater so it's it's a rough game of chicken right now that i don't know if amc should be playing because their movie movie was it uh, people going to the movie theaters and stuff like that is already going down people are getting fed up with the high ticket prices mm-hmm. cost of snacks and stuff like that this is just the the first domino in movie theaters having to already, n- not like they already don't bend the knee, but mm. even break their back for the movie theaters even more so now. So what do you think? You think this is going to work? You think the the, if I were a movie studio, I'd move forward with it. I'd be like, fine. We'll just, it obviously it's successful. Everybody still wants to see our movie. It's trolls. No offense to whoever, whoever likes the movie trolls, but it's trolls. Who the fuck is it gonna? Who, how does it make a hundred? I know it's twenty bucks a pop, but how does it make a hundred fucking million dollars? Yeah, it's crazy. You know, Parents and, are and, home and, with their kids and they need to entertain. Absolutely, them. that's right. And that's absolutely. not gonna happen That's not gonna happen forever, though. No, that's- but but the interesting thing is, is that the other Universal movies that are slated, No Time to Die, mm. James Bond movie, that's a global thing. Yeah, that, that's, that's a lot of fucking that's, money. That's, that's, that's Universal. Not- yeah, yeah, Candyman, Halloween Kills, the next Halloween movie. Fast Nine, and then the next Jurassic World movie, uh, yeah, Dominion. Those, those are big movies. So these are huge movies. So these are uh, the movie theaters, are, or at least AMC is, although they are the the biggest movie theater company um in the country or in the world right now. Yeah, they own balls in the UK. They own Odeon. Yeah,
7: I go, saw yeah. Rogue One on my honeymoon in that theater. Beautiful theater, by the way. What do you guys think about this, Eric? What do you what do you got? I see you pondering something. Well, from a business standpoint,
4: I understand the posturing, but it's a terrible move. The boo, you hit it right on the head. The movies don't need the movie theaters, it's the mm-hmm. other way
0: around. Right. And, trolls made a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Well,
4: dude, here's the deal though. I will tell you <laughs> the trolls property is actually very well done. I'm uh, sure it is. The trolls yeah, is the best. Yeah. But, uh, but seriously, I think the AMC trying to pull a stunt like that it's just a bad move all the way around because here's what you don't know are the numbers for trolls too so high because there's no other alternative is this a thing that's going to stick once everybody has the freedom to go out and do their thing uh who knows i think that it doesn't have to be one or the other and businesses it's happened time and time again businesses that that try to Stand their ground and get in the way of a developing trend as things go uh, digital, for lack of a better word, have failed. Look at the music industry. Look at the record industry. It is nothing like it used to be. And you've got the the handful of labels who are like, nope, this is what we're going to do, and blah, blah, blah. Well, look at them now. Now you've got bands who are putting out albums that are just as good as um, a major label album doing it themselves for, you know, 30 grand. And I'm not Mm -hmm. saying you're going to be able to replicate that exact sort of same thing with the movies, but you're going to be able to find a market for it where people don't have to go buy physical media anymore. Now they can just get it and boom, there it is on their computer or whatever. Eliminating the movie theater experience in front of that is just one more piece of that puzzle. And I think for me, There's a lot of movies I'd much rather see in the theater for the first time. But there's also a lot of movies like let's just take the Rise of Skywalker, for example. I didn't go see it nearly as many times in the theater as I did all the other Disney Star Wars films. Uh, Part of it was just like a schedule thing. But if I could have waited until the kids were in bed and sat down and plopped down 18 bucks and watched it in my house even after i'd seen it in the theater you know what i probably would have but i didn't go see it in the theater over and over and over again because it was inconvenient so i think there's a market for both and amc trying to get in the way of it it's they're making a mistake man because here's what's bad too you make a big statement like that then you got to eat a shit
7: sandwich whenever you change your mind mhm this is definitely affects you mike because you're not going to be able to scalp tickets at amc's if it's a uh, big movie I-
2: He'll sell digital codes I, I I think that I think that once life goes guys, I'm in a different predicament than the the, the five of you or the six of you uh five of you right yeah five of six us. of you mm-hmm. right? um I'm in New York City where this has really taken a toll on us, and mm. majority of the theaters here actually are a m c theaters mm. um so. You know, it from our perspective, it can be looked at where it's it's more, it it's more of of uh, a damage point from the, you know, the going the theater going perspective, the those who go to theaters. So, but I look at it from you know a countrywide perspective. My my father lives in Phoenix, Arizona, and there's not so many AMC theaters there. And I have an aunt in Boca Raton, Florida, and she's like, no, it's not just AMC. It's all these other things, this and that. Regardless of that, I thought about this for like maybe 48 hours after I heard this this, this news, and I just think it's a threat right now. It's just like them basically, say, Universal basically saying like, if you do this again, this is what's going to happen. I think that when life goes back to normal, which God, God willing that it will, that this is not going to be the case. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think this... I, it's the same thing with Spider-Man, with Sony and Disney, right? It's like Sony mm-hmm. was like, Spider-Man is not going to be part of the MCU. And then, you know, it went back and forth and there was all this shit, Cinema Blend and IGN and all this shit we got on the internet. And then all of a sudden, oh, far from home, Spider-Man is now back in the MCU after Endgame. Yeah. So I feel like it's kind of that type of play. It's the mm-hmm. only play that AMC could have made. And I feel like it's just it's there, It's a threat. We don't know where the world is headed. But if you keep fucking with us, this is what's going to happen.
7: Yeah, I agree. They will fold. They're not going to have those films be out. And they're not going to make money off of the concessions and, the, and everything else. So that's definitely not happening. Yeah. Yeah, you, you both are right. Question for you guys. Did you guys see anything good this week? Because I saw a great film. There is a film out on Netflix called Extraction. And it's a movie with Chris Hemsworth, written by the Russo brothers. They're the executive producers as well. I don't know if they wrote it. I think they did write it. I was, I tried to get Lorena to watch this in our movie room with a new I have new sound system and everything. And she said no the first day. And then one of her friends told her it was really good. Plus, Chris Hemsworth's in it. He's great to look at. She agreed. We watched it. It was one of the best action films that I've seen in the last decade. It is so well done and so. Great to bold statement. Uh, you haven't seen it yet. I have not. Oh, Whoa, Boo what are you doing, Boo? This movie is all I thought was, "Oh my God, Boo's gonna jizz himself when he watches this film." Because so, it's ev- everything that Boo loves—it's John Wick uh-huh. meets Born Identity mm. meets uh, any uh, meets Call of Duty.
0: Yeah, I'd, I did plan on seeing it. I'd, although I did not give it that much hope because you know I, I don't know the trailer. The trailer looked good, but the story trailer didn't look good. The no. story didn't really interest me that much, right. but I was interested. I was like, yeah, yeah, an action movie. So, yeah. It's uh, really, really well done. I got it. I got it. The
7: only it, bad yeah. review I read was, they didn't let Chris Hemsworth be his funny funny self, because he's not. He's serious in the entire film. Is he but fat? No. He's does, not fat.
0: Does he look like the dude?
7: No. No. Damn it. No, he's no, he's no, the man. No, but he's no, no. the dude. Yeah. <laughs> but, Mike, what
2: would you think about it? You saw it, right? I loved it. I thought it was oh, fantastic. So you you've got good. this... Uh, This ex, you know, black ass military merc living in a, I don't know if he's just, he's looking for work. He's poor. He's broke. He's broken down. And um, this, uh, this drug dealer in India, his son got kidnapped by his rival. And uh, basically, basically the mercenaries that were hired comes to him and it's like, you know, what the fuck are you doing? This really hot chick, by the way. She's super hot. I mean, Uh, the person back me up. The Persian, the Persian girl? girl? Yeah.
7: Dude, the Persian. I, I think she's really pretty. Lorena doesn't think she's pretty. And I was like, I, I don't know what high. you're talking about. She's pretty, man. She's, she's a good actress, too. She's really
2: cool. And I won't give away spoilers, but, like, you know, he has a lot of baggage. And yes. he goes after um, this uh, this, high, this drug lord's son. Not goes after, but tries to save this drug lord's son who's yeah. been kidnapped. It's fucking Hemsworth at his finest, bro. And the action sequences are yeah. insane. Like, they're insane I've never sick, seen anything dude. like
7: it. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it.
2: Yeah, like, it's like Roy Hemsworth not being Thor, um, just saving this poor kid. And there's, repro- I don't want to spoil it. That's the problem. Yeah, don't there's spoil like, it. Don't
7: spoil it. Stay to the there, very end, by the way.
2: There's a lot of innocent lives in, in the process of him completing his goal and the decisions that he makes going through it and his, the acting and the cinematography that happens between Stop. the two. And at the and, and and the the final twenty minutes of this film had my wife and I both on the side of the bed, like mm-hmm. really, it is a phenomenal job. Hundred percent
7: Sithless Seal approval on my end. It's really yeah. good. Boo, you're gonna love the film. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, obviously it's, gonna it's, love it. Uh, I think it's time for Kylo Ren to uh, do his magic and get Eric to do the Star Wars report. I don't know about you. Go ahead, Kylo. It's time for
3: Eric's Star Wars report.
7: Well, hey, here's something, man. King
4: Tom just hit me off to this because I didn't know that it was happening. Apparently, May the 4th and Revenge of the 5th should be the 6th, if you ask me. (laughs) Read Pop! The company behind our beloved Star Wars Celebration is doing a virtual Star Wars convention. Okay? So, here's what you gotta wonder multiple virtual events, including live tweeting movies and episodes of both Star Wars, the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, as well as Q&A sessions and discussions with writers and voice actors associated with the franchise. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff. But anyway, it makes you wonder if they're experimenting with this because of what's going on and how it relates to Celebration. Now, honestly, man, I mean, I know we've been through this, but I think after like stuff that the governor of California has said, I don't see any way possible that celebration is happening. Uh, but obviously they've made no announcements and when you look at their website, it says tickets are on sale. But uh yeah, I don't know. What do you think about this, King Tom? By the way, again, thank you so much for telling me about this.
1: Not a problem. I just I just saw it, you know, thrown around. I think it's an interesting idea. I, I haven't read that much about it because we just learned about it. I am. It's curious though that we don't know what's happening with Celebration because that's I think what everyone wants to know, mm-hmm. right? But it's I, I'm I'm sure as long as I'm not busy watching the season finale of the Clone Wars or watching the Rise of Skywalker on Disney Plus or watching the new Mando behind the scenes show, I might check out some of the stuff people are saying.
4: Well, yeah, on one hand, I feel like we do know what's going on with Celebration. If, if you ask them, because according to their website, it's on, baby. It's happening. Mm-hmm. And they're, here's our information related COVID-19 and blah, blah, blah. So I think if you press read, Pop, they'd say, oh, well, we've already told you what's going on. It's happening until they tell us it's not. But yeah. I also think it's that's not a fair stance to take because they know realistically all these things are, are out there. And yeah, everybody wants to know what's going on with that. I think it's a cool idea, but I can say this because this topic has come up before. Well, what if they just did celebration, but it was all online, dude? Celebration is an excuse to go hang out with my friends. That's, That's the right. thing. Now, is the are the panels cool? Sure, they are. Are like even especially some of the small ones I went to, like the one with uh, um, the guys who did. Uh, the freemaker adventures and Mm -hmm. i got to interview them and they are super cool and uh stuff like that that's what makes celebration killer is those little small things the the hanging out with all your friends on the convention floor and all that and being there with those people that's what makes it cool if i was sitting in a room Like for one of the main panels and it was happening on the stage and it was just me by myself sitting a hundred rows back and the whole place was empty. It would not be that awesome. No, I would. It's not like when the place is full and this will be that same sort of thing. Uh, That's just my take on it. Maybe to other people, that's not what it is. But what celebration is to me is celebrating with my friends. If I, think, if I don't have, oh, go go ahead, Kingdom.
1: No, I was just gonna say I think another part of it is, especially with celebration, is you have the official panels put on by Lucasfilm that preview the stuff that's coming up next, and those are the, can be fun to follow along from home. I've done that before for other celebrations, but it doesn't look like we're getting any of that. So it's more just hang out online and reminisce about the things about Star Wars that you love. And don't get me wrong, that's fun, but it's not quite the same as celebration,
7: right? Right. If I don't have Mike Pappas jumping up and down like he's at a rave next to me uh, during a panel, then I don't want it. When Palpatine Mm -hmm. came on and Mike Mm -hmm. was right next to me, that dude, I I was ready to go to EDC Electric Daisy Carnival in Las Vegas again and just just do the whole fist pump thing because Mike was
2: on a good one. I, I had uh, Benjamin Hart uh, hugging me like I was his father, his long lost father. And then I, I was, I had a Raj, uh, on my left. Like we just survived the Vietnam war and I had one hand, my left hand around a Raj and I had my right hand around Benjamin Hart. The Wars and, underworld. and we were, we were jumping up and down. Like we just survived uh world war three, which we will. Not to bring politics aside, but uh, that was uh, a great fucking day, man. I mean, that was that trailer when that trailer hit, regardless of what the outcome was, but whatever you feel. I love the film, but now I think we need to, as a community, a Star Wars community, and I think as a responsible citizen of the United States, I think that we need to make the right decision for the health and the um security of the elderly and the, and the ones that are succumbed to a virus like this so i think that so unfortunately for me to say this is, is probably a, a huge would mm-hmm. be a huge deal to a lot of people because you know normally i'd be like fuck all y'all let's go fucking party but i feel like we need to be responsible right now and i'm cool with pushing celebration man like I think we need to be responsible right now. I th- I don't think it's a right time. And I don't think we, I don't, I don't want a virtual celebration. I don't no. want a celebration where, you know, uh, we're six feet apart, or I don't want a celebration where it's only online or in virtual reality or whatever, whatever the fucking options <laughs> are. I don't want that shit. Like, just push it, man. Like, let's get back yeah, to I normal. Agree. Let's be yep. responsible.
7: Yeah. If we just wait it out a little bit, And, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the next few months? I mean, knock on wood, maybe there's some miraculous situation that happens that celebration can still go on. And that would be amazing for everybody. But if it doesn't, we'll still be there next year. And we'll have just as good a time if we were going to have one this year. We'll have that great time next year. Just be patient, people. It'll happen. Definitely will happen. And maybe next year we'll have something to talk about. Over there, maybe they'll be filming Cassian or whatnot or something. I here's my thing, and
4: let's just—I don't want this to, to turn into the business hour with Eric Strouders. But when we talk about this, one of the things that you have to figure Reed Pop is thinking about is the bulk of the tickets for celebrations sold already. Yeah. Uh, and obviously their business model, you know, their for profit for the year relies on these conventions happening. And if okay. they're in a position where they have to cancel this. Right, reschedule it. They are going to have to worry about cash flow because look at what Ticketmaster did. Okay, all these shows get canceled. Mm -hmm. And what they did is rather than refund the people's money
7: in a lot of markets,
4: they gave them credit.
7: Yeah, Yeah, me three concert tickets worth almost $1,300 that are they won't give my money back. Yeah. There's this artist that
4: I like, and they, that artist was, it's Taylor Swift. Okay, you got me. She's doing this Loverfest, and there are some people in, uh, I'm trying to remember what country it was in, uh, in Europe, but people were traveling for it. And the Ticketmaster uh, credit stipulation is that it's for that venue. Yeah. And they're like, I'm never going to go there again. I just no. flushed that money down the toilet and unless they come up with some now i get it from a ticketmaster standpoint they've got to maintain liquidity somehow they can't yeah. just you know they can't right. but but if that's if that's repops deal obviously them having a date would go a long way toward them not having to do as many refunds because yeah because more them. people will just opt to carry it over if there's already a date in hand
7: my theor- my theory is that they're going to wait until they have a date scheduled and Celebration is not every year anyways. This money will just go over to next year and they weren't going to make that profit from it the following year either way. So they'll just credit and give you tickets for the following year. Mm -hmm. I I think they're just going to wait until they have a solid concrete date so people can rearrange their travel plans.
4: I hope so. I just wish they would do it sooner rather than later. Yeah. And it makes sense if they do it sooner. Because yeah. being uh, being unsure is hard for people, especially in yeah. an anxious, an anxiety ridden time. <laughs> right, to begin right. With, mm-hmm. When you have exactly. people who are just, you know, their tendency is to be anxious. But yeah, know, absolutely, absolutely well, right. So you you mentioned Cassian, okay? Yeah, there's some great news on the Cassian front, man. And right, that, right. sir, is that, and this variety are the ones who hit this, but it has been. Since confirmed by Lucasfilm that Genevieve O'Reilly will be reprising her role as Mon Mothma, that's and, so you know, great. That's 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 uh that's my thing, man. That is excellent news. And it's, didn't we get a, a Sazgard
7: that's in Marvel? Um, he got he got signed up.
4: Yeah, he he um he's gonna be in it too, which is really neat. But uh, let's go back to the Mon Mothma thing. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's exactly, right. <laughs> that's exciting news for me. That is exciting. It's a whole. It's a whole. It's a whole bit, but. Uh so this is going to take five take place five years before Rogue one, mm-hmm. and um man, there's so many things that they could do with this i uh I think what would be extra rad is if we could get amphis Nest in this show
5: oh yeah, that'd be cool but I know you want especially, yes. for you. Uh-huh. Especially, especially for you huh especially yeah well <laughs> i
7: don't want I wouldn't want Taylor Swift to know about your secret crush on Amphis <laughs> you settle down, sir. <laughs> uh, um, but no,
4: I. Well, for one, yes, I think Aaron Kellyman's really cool. But I think S is one of the most intriguing characters that they've introduced. To right. to have it be this this so cool looking, the modulated voice, and then the backstory uh, when the helmet came off and it was this young girl that was such a killer move, and that is the sort of thing that Star Wars is made of.
7: And a time she, frame,
4: Eric, can be perfect, right? Oh, It should be perfect, yeah. Perfect, yeah. So, they should
7: do that, they should definitely do that.
4: But anyway, that makes me even more excited for it, though, to you know, to see what they're doing and see how they're moving it forward. Because honestly, yeah. there for a while, it was looking like it might not even happen at all,
3: mm-hmm.
7: right? True, sure. I love that the Star Wars castings are coming out because it makes it official that this shit's coming out. Man, this is actually, yeah, listening to Diego Luna talk about it mm-hmm. and how excited he is about it. Oh, it's great.
4: Well, mm. it's so. So backing up to this read pop thing, it, but more specifically, May the 4th, we've got a whole bunch of stuff going on on May the 4th when it comes to Disney Plus. And that is mm. we've got that yeah. eight part Mandalorian uh, docu docuseries starts that right. day. We've got the final episode of Clone Wars because we'll be getting episode 11. Uh, by the time you hear this episode of the Sith list, the 11th episode of the Clone Wars will have aired two days prior. And then the very next day, May the 4th, will be the final episode. Nice. And The Rise of Skywalker comes to Disney Plus on May the 4th as well. So it is just a Disney Plus sort of day. And that means Disney Plus is
7: only missing one film, correct? Um, they've got the solo. entire saga now. Yeah. yeah so it's yeah. just so solo. hanging out there on Netflix still. Netflix, right. But...
4: um now, you know, there's always a chance that those movies aren't going to be available on Disney Plus forever. That They're suck. like, "Man, we sure could use some Blu-ray money." You know what we should do?
7: <laughs> but
4: but put anyway. those deleted
7: scenes, put those deleted scenes out there. Yeah. So, well, I had some
4: audio from a deleted scene uh <laughs> that that somebody sent me. King Tom what? edited together this super awesome clip for me. It was no so way. good. It uh, yeah, he what a guy, man. But, well, uh, now I
2: now I want to hear it. Yeah, oh, here, what you, what
4: you, here it was. What are, yeah, what is this? So yeah, King Tom found this for me. All right. Um, here it is. Are you ready?
6: The first order was just the beginning. I will give you so much more. You'll die first.
3: I have died before you are a clone. More than a clone, less than a man. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I knew some <laughs> fuck that was going to happen. Dude, I was just <laughs> that for was epic. shit. <laughs> that was epic, that was epic yeah. man. That was really <laughs> uh, Very um, nice.
4: But anyhow. Very yeah. good. <laughs> very good. Yeah, yeah. The- <laughs> so oh, anyway, yeah, man. Disney Plus. So let's talk about the Clone Wars.
7: Oh, God. First of all, I need to ask Boo if he's seen it. Disney Plus? No, I haven't seen Disney Plus. (laughs) Clone Wars. (laughs) No, I haven't seen it, no.
2: Oh, stop Uh it.
7: Because it might have been, before Eric gets into it, it might have been the best prequel thing I've seen (sighs) Lucasfilm make. Wow. Dude, I was going to lead off with, I think this
4: was the best episode of Clone Wars ever. So check this out. My son, he's, uh, he's five, getting close to six in a couple, three months. We watched it. He is dead silent the whole time. The show ends, and just like last time, I mean, there was music in the outro credits, but not like not the, in theme. the intro. Right? Yeah. Just and he looks at me and I look at him and we're both just like the big eyes. And he I'm not joking, man, five years old, he goes, <laughs>
3: uh, <how's>
4: that? <laughs> that is yeah. so it good. That it head. Thing. It was yeah. So well done. And it painted these characters in a light that i wasn't prepared to look at him in but it was the Mm -hmm. most amazing thing ever to see maul uh really whittle him down to what he what he's all about it the sam whitworth's performance of it was so good nailed it the voice that wasn't nearly as angry it was like just perfect for it so the gist of this episode it's you know to carry off the cliffhanger from the last one Ahsoka is with Bo Katan uh, on Mandalore trying to end the occupation of Maul and um, his minions. And by the way, they are their Mandalorian armor looks really cool, painted up in Maul mm-hmm. scheme. And uh, yeah, very cool. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty neat. But anyhow, so there's a long. It's not quite a monologue, but it's close because Ahsoka has very few lines in it where maul is talking to her about what's going on what sidious's master plan is why where anakin skywalker falls in the whole thing and the delivery is so epically good and everything about this episode visually is stunning i mean it is Mm -hmm. just stunning there's a scene where there's war going on outside and this huge window explodes and everything's in slow motion. And it's, it's so well done. Ben Hart and his it, insane ramblings about the uh, his petition, petition about getting this made into a movie that shows in theaters. Dude, he's not wrong. I told him, I said at bare minimum, Ben, I'll edit this together and we'll go to my church and turn off all the lights and turn on the big projector and watch it with this PA crank to the max because it is that good.
2: But the choreography uh, was done by Ray Park and Laura Mm -hmm. Way Kim um, over green screen. It's basically Darth Maul from episode one doing the choreography. They released a really good documentary it, it being basically short, but like Ray Park as Darth Maul being Darth Maul with the dual-bladed lightsaber, which was yeah. amazing.
4: See his moves, like the way, um, the way he's up on the balls of his feet the whole time and the way he like mm-hmm. jumps forward. It is so reminiscent of watching Ray Park just in action. So even if you don't see the documentary and you're watching this, you can't help but see it. Did you notice
7: the Palpatine growl? When he first attacks, when he goes after Ahsoka, he does the same growl as Palpatine does in Revenge of the Sith when he goes after the Jedi. I saw a video. I forgot who it was, but they were explaining that that might have been the exact moment that Palpatine did it in Sith. I heard so that it was. I heard that it yeah, was Yeah, crazy, crazy. Really mm. cool. Online. Yeah. Well, really the cool. timeline's go- right there, man. Yeah, yeah. Eric, you got to go back and listen to it. He does the same growl. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Yeah, that's neat. Huh.
4: I'll be darned. But anyway, if you haven't seen this episode, stop listening to this podcast immediately. Yeah, stop it now. (laughs) And go back and watch (laughs) it because man, oh, man it
7: was very, fantastic very good. It's, yeah.
4: but we'll go ahead and run it out so anyway long story short Maul tells Ahsoka that Anakin is the linchpin behind all this that he's going to be Sidious's new apprentice and that he's been groomed for it at, at, across years and years and years which made me wonder right then should she have been able to deduce that uh, Palpatine is Sidious because who else has had that sort of access to Anakin
1: I think she was too angered by the very idea that Anakin could be turned, I think she was mm. a little bit blinded. I think if he had told her before that, then she would have logically put it together. But I think because he left that out,
7: her mm. she went with her emotions instead. Right. Yeah, I think you're right, King Tom, because she gets pissed. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, and and so her response to it is is pretty crazy, but very well done. And uh, so when when they fight. The choreography of the fight is so, so good. I can't. The way they're doing the lightsaber movement, how it almost looks like they're bending is so killer. Oh, hang on. I got to back up because one thing I forgot about is when Bo-Katan comes running in and he's sitting on the throne like Mm. all casual. Like a G? Yeah, dude, it is so baller and how he casually whips the. The laser bolts aside, and then when, whenever like war starts outside, and Ahsoka says you need to go, and he's like, "Don't stay on my account. We'll be fine." But yeah. dude, he's just so in control of the situation. But anyway, he and Ahsoka they they square off, and uh, it's some great great battling. There's a point where so they end up up in the rafters of this place mm-hmm. while Maul's trying to escape after he gets thrown out this window. And very Bugs Bunny style, like he's his lightsaber leaves a cut in the wall like it's his shape almost. But Mm -hmm. um, there is a point where like you're watching this and how anybody could not think Ahsoka was the most badass, badass of all time is hard for me to imagine because she's got her sabers and she's bearing down on Maul. And when you realize she's standing on his knee. Because Mm -hmm. she's short, and dude, the aggression and everything about it just flowed together so well. And to end it all, like the lightsaber duel is great, and I'm not going to walk you through swing by swing. It ends up with Maul has Ahsoka cornered. Uh, He ends up falling, and she catches him. With the force, and he's begging her to let him die. Just let me fall and die. Yeah, that was the crazy part. And she doesn't. And then the clones come and they stun him and capture him. And then Mm. off they fly, and that's the end of the episode. So. Right. (laughs) So, obviously, he's going to get away, so what's going to happen? Uh, it, dude, it was so good. I'm sorry. I realize
7: all I keep saying is, dude, it was so good, but it was, dude, it was, it, so was, good. it was, it really was. And was, what's the theory? Like, Pappas, what's your theory? How is Maul getting out? I have a theory that it's going to be Ahsoka that lets him out after, uh, af, I, I, after, I, after Order 66.
2: She's going to see it and she's going to say, fuck this. And she's going to let him out. You're putting me on the spot right now. Uh, are you saying that like Rex and team are going to go against? The yes. Up, and then let she me let, releases him. Yeah, yeah.
7: Let me tell you why I think Rex and they're not gonna like take their chips out. I'm I'm watching the Clone Wars over again, and then the episode I watched today was like season two, episode eleven or ten or something, and it was about Rex getting hurt on this other planet, and he sees a defector. Yeah. Eric, do you remember this one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. An old soldier, and the soldier left on his own will. He had free will, and he left on his own. Nothing happened to him. He saw that his fellow troopers were getting killed. And he escaped and left and never went back. So yeah. that means they have free will. That means they can make decisions on their own. So I think that they're going to make the decision on their own. They're not going to pull out a chip or pull out of something that, that make him not do Order 66. I think that's how that's going to go down. And I and I think, again, I think Ahsoka is going to free Maul, And that's the only way I can see it happening.
2: Wow. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's really because if the timeline lines up with the, you know, the battle with uh, Windu and Palpatine is the yeah. same battle that this is happening with Ahsoka and Maul, then that kind of lines up from a chronological perspective. And I could see that happening because she's so good, you know? So she yeah. would release him because Order 66 is executed. That's yeah,
7: exactly. Because she almost joined him. She was yeah, right I there. She, she was said, she, she said it the she first She said, time. yeah, yeah. So, I can see that happening, and that opens up a whole storyline for all kinds of different things. Oh uh, my God. That's my take.
1: I think it's going to be one of two things. Either Order 66 is going to be this just huge cluster that en- turns enough heads away from him, enabling him to escape. Or, and this is part of a theory of mine, that in, s- in the future, Maul is the head of Crimson Dawn. Because Palpatine allows him to be – because Palpatine needs a criminal element that he can Uh control to justify a police state. So as part of the end of the Clone Wars, either Sidious himself or the clone troopers are going to A, reach out to uh, Gar Saxon and say, Mm. we need a puppet and control a Mandalore. It's going to be you and you're going to run things on behalf of the Empire. And B, as part of that, they're also going to let Maul go. I think it's mm. all being ors- orchestrated by Palpatine.
0: Wow. wow. Me, yeah, me, me not knowing anything about the Clone Wars, that's what I thought. Mm. I thought that, that he would be captured. Maybe they're going to they're gonna take <laughs> him out back to shoot him or something like that. And then he's waiting to die. And then nothing happens. Nothing that's happens. Very possible. Then, yeah, and then he's just released. That's why you're the
4: king of all
7: pods, King Tom. Oh and God.
4: then you hear Hux go, it's me, I'm the spy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, I'm glad you Something mentioned like that, that because one cool thing that they, that we did see is uh, um, it mall tells the syndicate to go into hiding. Oh, and you, you get cool to see Dryden Voss. you hear
7: about that? There, which was, Oh yeah, I saw bad. that. Yeah. Nice I saw. Cool. Yes. So yeah. who was the guy, who was the guy, the far left? Um,
4: King Tom. That's
1: just a, one of the uh, failing. The same people as uh, Prince. Shizor from shadows of the empire. It's not him.
2: But it's oh, okay. But same
1: people. So Got black it. was it?
2: Black Sun. Yeah.
7: Yeah. Correct. Very cool. And then the Pike was in the middle with the Oakleys on. Correct. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Got it. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I thought it was awesome. I mean, I didn't really didn't want to see Ahsoka and uh, Maul fight, but how oh, dare you? When it went down, I'm like, okay. And when she <laughs> won, I'm like, cool.
7: Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> badass. We have an email from our boy, our friend, our Sithless correspondent, as he calls himself. Mr. Fernando, um, I think uh, you want to want to take this on, Les. This is about Clone Wars, and I think you ask direct questions there.
2: Uh, is this a new a new person writing in, or is this like an old Fernando? This is the old Fernando. Oh God, I hate him. Yeah, he's such, he a, is loser. An ass. such he is, a loser. Such a loser. Oh, he's one of my All best right. friends. It's fine.
5: It says, uh, have some thoughts, and it will be expressed in this email. As the official Cyclus New York correspondent, I felt it necessary to discuss the Clone Wars. <laughs> Apologies for not having <laughs> reported in in quite some time, but things have been hectic here in NYC.
7: Right, we can understand.
5: Clone Wars, the Siege of Mandalore, episode two, The Phantom Apprentice. What an amazing episode so far! My favorite of all TCW's episodes. Mm-hmm. So many things to touch upon, too many to mention here, or else the email would be would be too long. But I'll touch on a few great things and have you guys discuss. Ahsoka speaking to Obi Wan via hologram before he was sent to fight Grievous on Utapau was such a nice touch. Having Obi explain to Ahsoka about Anakin's mission to spy on the Chancellor and, wanted, and later her reaction stating that Palpatine was like a mentor to him. Anakin would not feel right spying on him. Also her saying that she wouldn't be in the right place to defend the Jedi Council of said mission. Hmm. Also him explaining that Count Dooku was killed by Anakin and therefore couldn't be interrogated to shed light on who Darth Sidious was. Sadness on Obi-Wan's face when he spoke about that. Her entire interaction with Maul was jaw-dropping. Maul's whole monologue was ex- excellent writing. His play to lure Obi-Wan just to get to Anakin was amazing. Ahsoka almost taking his hand to join him. Oh my FNG. In that battle on Twitter, a person tweeted and synchronized their battle with Sidious versus Mace. Ah, oh. And we do hear Sidious' primal scream in the throne room. Oh, there we go. When, Maul go. when Maul lunges at Ahsoka. So it seems to answer the question that it is happening concurrently with that scene in Revenge wow, of the
7: Sith. Wow, okay. There you go.
5: The slight music hints are similar and spot on to Revenge of the Sith. Next week, we should see Order 66 on the Venator ship and Ahsoka defending herself against the clone. We will find out if Rex removed his chip after his interaction with Fives in Season 6 or if he simply fights the brainwash. Eric, what about that score, brother? Wow. Last but not least, you guys discussed the clone troopers from Rebels who said they didn't betray their Jedi. Rex, Wolf, and Gregor. Gregor couldn't have betrayed his Jedi because he crash-landed on Abafar in the droid arc where we first meet Mieber Gascon, and didn't return to the core worlds in any other. episode. This was Fernando Alva's Sith List correspondent reporting from the front line. Thank you
7: so much, man. Yeah, we touched upon most all of these things. We we are on the same page. We think it was jaw-dropping, and it was probably the best um, Clone Wars episode ever so far. Um, they're getting better and better this season. And And I said it last week, this is exactly what I've been waiting for with a Lucasfilm animation. These last three or four episodes... Especially the last two have been exactly what I've wanted my entire life on an animated Star Wars show. And thank you, Filoni, for finally bringing it to the table.
2: No, we need to Appreciate see that shit in a the theater. Fernando's going to agree with me. Like these three or four episodes, that should have been a cinema. If it's not in a theater, they should have given us the last part of Clone Wars season seven in a one and a half hour or two hour cinematic event.
7: Yeah. But yeah. you know what? AMC was not going to allow them to do that. So let's not even talk about
2: it. <laughs> Fuck AMC though. Like Disney Plus. Like just roll up the last four episodes in a film. Like yeah. on Disney Plus, you know? I agree. We, we all have the technology in our homes now. Most of us do. Not all of us are as fortunate, But like eventually they could experience it that way. You should yeah. have uh, the, the Siege of Mandalore should have been a film. It doesn't need yeah. to be in these parts. What's the point? But, I, but I, it I, is cool.
7: But but it is cool having to wait another week for it and getting so excited about it because it's that good. If it was shitty or if it was one of these filler episodes, we'd be like, "Are you serious? Are you really going to put that out as a as one of the last four? But they've been so good that now our anticipation for the next one right, is order. Right. Or is order sixty six going to be in this one or is it going to be in the last one? That's really cool.
2: I like. I, I guess it's just because of when this started. The Siege mm-hmm. of Mandalore episodes came out. That we're all dealing with a pandemic. It would have been nice to have a new Star Wars oh, movie. Yeah, yeah, It would have been nice to have a new Star Wars movie that we can indulge in. You know, um, yeah. I, hear I, you. I don't think I don't think twenty to thirty minutes every week that we can talk about is as powerful or emotional of a Eurofa, um, uh, U- you know, as it would be to have a new Clone Wars film. That's all I'm saying. That's interesting maybe i'm I'm bitter about the whole thing, but you are bitter yeah. well i of had I, I
7: actually thought about
4: that, Mike. You bring up a good point for me. what I imagined was that i I feel like a lot of this well obviously they had planned episodic from the get go, but to sort of honor like the format of the Clone Wars since they're closing off the series itself to. Mm-hmm. close it off in the style of this, the entire series the way it's been with the episodic thing now i do think that having it all at once would kick ass and they're definitely going to put it together it's no coincidence that the first part ends with just the lightsaber humming and then this episode starts from that same spot with no music in there that's that's why now speaking of the music kevin kiner
6: crush
4: this man I mean they've all been great but like there's just a hint of duel of the fates when the fight starts and the use of the choir in there yeah. everything so cool. is so good and there's these little tiny nods to like the classic Star Wars themes uh-huh. in there in different spots it's it's, it's just very cool uh, like the orchestration of it's really well done and uh it's just it's exciting stuff to hear it really drives the action on the screen it's very john williams-esque
7: it really was it's really good they should they need to give him a major major motion picture
2: what, what's him. what's the what's the just to dumb it down you know because eric obviously is in terms of musical and music and audio is way beyond my jedi master skills like Wouldn't it be a great way to end the Clone Wars with the way it started? And how did the way it started? It started with a fucking amazing hour and a half in the theater, a cinematic experience uh, of Anakin getting his Padawan and saving Jabba the Hutt's child or whatever the fuck. This should be the perfect way to end it with a cinematic film. This should have been a movie. I'm just Mm -hmm. sticking to my guns there. Hey, stick to them. And I yeah. can
4: see that argument too. I mean, I can you see know? both sides of it.
7: You're um, wrong. I Mike, suspect wrong. that. The, I oh. suspect the bulk of it
4: has to <laughs> do with keeping people subscribed to Disney Plus for a, p- a certain yeah, period I think, yeah, like, yeah. I think I that has a lot be, to do with it. I was trying to yeah. be all uh, noble and no. and all, but I suspect there's a, a good deal
2: with dollar that. dollar
7: bill, y'all.
4: Dollar
2: dollar bill, y'all. Cash creams a, uh, cream.
7: Dollar dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Bootang are you too done
2: uh, Yeah, we're <laughs> Eric, Eric I love you buddy I love you man
7: Mr. Struthers appreciate you uh, filling us in on all the Star Wars news it's happy to do it man porn. yeah so um, I heard there's some news uh, boo
0: yeah it's actually nice that uh, that Pappas is here right now is it yeah well not just you know because you know <laughs> not just nice to have Pappas but you know yeah. there's some news Paramount is developing a big budget animated Transformers prequel uh, with the uh, Toy Story 4 director Josh Cooley. The origin film will be set on Cybertron and revolve around the relationship between Optimus Prime and Megatron. And this is from Deadline.
7: Wow. Yeah. Pappas, what do you think about that? That's dope as fuck. That's a complete lie. It is no. no oh
3: god! Like, oh. oh, <laughs> <laughs> no,
7: that's for real though, right? Yeah, it's oh, Very cool. Real, yeah. Did you guys watch or is it even out that Netflix anime Transformers? I, I didn't know. I, I yeah. totally blanked out on it. That's what I need to start watching. Mm-hmm. What would yeah. you
2: think about that, Mike? It, is it out? I mean, I haven't watched it yet. Oh my is god! Yeah, out? I've been watching episodes.
5: Yeah, I've been watching episodes. Wow, it's really good, huh? Yeah. Okay. Wait, it's yeah. it's out. Yeah. Yes. Like the whole so, the whole how many episodes? Yes.
7: 78. Is, 78 episodes, yeah, all once. You gotta binge that shit. Deep. No, like,
5: <laughs> like for, nah, real, for it's real, it's like ten episodes. All it just released? feels like seventy-eight. Yeah. <laughs> it just now feels now like I don't that. even. Now
2: I don't even know what's real.
7: There's seventy-eight three-minute episodes. are on Quibi. Oh. Let's just get it over with and watch it right now.
2: I'm not. I'm not talking anymore. I don't know, what happen. <laughs> just I don't know what's happening. Right? Just kidding, uh, Mike. Just kidding, What's what? What is happening right now? Is is the new Transformers so series. So there's a
5: new Transformers series that has come out. I've watched a couple of episodes already. I love that. Uh, and then there's going to be a new prequel in development.
0: Pappas is having a breakdown right now.
5: <laughs> no, I'm bringing you back, man. I'm on your yeah. wing, bro. I'm on your wing. I know. <laughs> I you. Well, you, <laughs> I you should. I love you. I got you. I got
2: you. I got you. <laughs> all right. So, so, <laughs> all right. So, I got it. We've got a current series happening on Netflix that is the sequel to the verizon go 90 titans return uh
3: yes yes and
2: they're
7: gonna actually do a massive war titan battle already it says here it's a mashup with go bots now that's crazy you're fucking with me and you need to stop
2: or else we're not gonna be friends right now this is serious (laughs) shit
5: i like why are you fucking with me
2: stop don't
5: drop don't drop g-bots in here oh my god
2: he's the the worst I know, Les I, Les, I know you always have my back. He likes to fuck with me, though.
7: <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, Mike. I love you. We got an email from Kyle. Hi, Listers. It's your biggest fan from Canada checking in. I'm really missing my hockey, eh? So last weekend was the series finale of Homeland and is one of the best finales ever. Did you guys watch the show? I know it hasn't been the best for the last few seasons, but this last season was really good and the finale was perfect. So that begs the question, what are some of the best series finales in your guys' opinion? And what are some of the worst? For me, the best are Breaking Bad, The Wire, Black Sails. The worst, Dexter, Lost, Game of Thrones. Aw, Lost. (laughs) Uh, As always, you guys are amazing. And I look forward to listening to you guys every Sunday morning. Your favorite, spelled Canadian, by the way, hit the favorite part, Kyle. I don't know if
1: he's my favorite after saying Lost is one of the worst. I know, technology.
7: because I will say one of the most beautiful scenes on television history is seeing Jack close his eyes, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And I called it after, remember, last After like season yeah, two, I said, yeah. it's going to end this way. Mm-hmm. And it did. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy. Maybe I was just being selfish. Game of Thrones, you know, it's a, that's a toss up. Dexter was god awful. The, the finale was Breaking Bad. Absolutely loved it. The Wire was great. I never saw Black Sails. I should. Um, uh,
5: that's a show I have to get back. Yeah, because it was pretty good.
7: So, uh, anything else? How about you guys? The season finale. I really like the happy finale? Happy Day season finale series finale. <laughs> the fawns
1: looked recreation.
7: Up. Oh, Parks and Recreation, and there's what some is, news. Yeah. There's some news, real quick. Go ahead, King Tom. Spell out the Parks and Rec news.
1: Um, tom- Well, tomorrow or last Thursday, if you're. Listening to this when you're supposed to be listening to this, there will have been or will be a Parks and Recreation reunion show uh, no that way. To put together in the past few weeks. Uh, it's going to feature all the main cast plus a bunch of special surprises and recorded in the cast homes and put together. We don't know the storyline, although they have said that it is going to con- consider the um, storyline that was left off in the season finale. And it's going to address COVID nineteen. I think it's going to be done for charity. Oh, so very. So there's probably cool. going to be some plugs a, about it. But they, I think they, you know, so, some people were talking, and Mike Sure, one of the showrunners, basically said that of all the people who would be addressing this and who would be good to hear from, Leslie Nope has got to be one of the top people that people would oh. like to see. You know, how <laughs> would Parks and Recreation handle this? Yeah,
3: yeah, that's think great news.
7: I think
1: it's a great. You know, my kids, I. I've mentioned this before. I've been, we've been watching most of the series with our kids and they love it. And uh, it's I, I, over the past few days, I've been laying it on a little bit thick because we watched the finale last oh. week. I am mean, like, Oh, that's it. There's no more part. No, you, you know, we have all of the episodes. There's nothing oh, else out there that no one has. That's seen.
7: cool. Oh, that's so cool. They're going to love it. Now going back to this email, what do you guys think? Some of the best series finales in history. I, I would say breaking bad. was so satisfying. To see how that ended. Um, and if you watch El Camino, the movie, the Breaking Bad movie that came out, it picks up right where that left off. Yeah. Any, anything else you guys
5: think? Uh, I'm trying to think. Sorry, go ahead.
7: No, no, go ahead, buddy. If no, you have I'm one. I'm
5: still running stuff through my brain.
7: Border Walk Empire was pretty good. Yeah, but it um, ended too soon. Yeah, I, that bummed this, me out.
2: This is going to be really controversial, but mm-hmm. I really loved Sopranos Ending.
7: Oh, that's cool! No, Wait, I, it's I not really loved. At all. When I
2: was ending with the journey soundtrack and it's like "Don't Stop Believe In. And um, I don't want to go into logistics. And for those who don't understand it, because it's very convoluted, but uh, you know, for those who did watch it all, um, it's did. still it, it, it's still not um, conclusive, but it is in the philosophical sense when you listen to this music. So the song makes you realize that there is an ending there. That That's what I will say in, in that restaurant where Tony's sitting with his family and the bad guys pull up and they parallel park. And one goes into the bathroom. It's very similar to the Godfather. A few of the Godfather scenes in yeah. the restaurant with the bathroom and Tony sitting there with his family at the table and having his meal and when it goes black, you just assume that maybe he died or maybe his family died and his life is over because what else does he have to live for? I, I always look back on that and think that it was just such a brilliant ending. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it was a great just show, so too. smart, you know? But yeah. Do the stop,
7: Don't Stop that you were singing was the Fleetwood Mac Don't Stop. No, it's um, Journey. No? Oh, was it? Journey. Because it sounded like the other one. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't Stop. Believe in Oh there you go Thank you I appreciate it Yeah Because it threw me off
2: You know she's on the train You know whatever I don't know I don't know I had a few My wife already hates me It's fine You guys all (laughs) know me All all of you All of you here Have known me for years So I'm not embarrassed I love all you guys I would spend Three nights in a tent With all of you With a bear outside of it No problem Naked Hope Oh (laughs) With Tom Eric And the rest of you fuckers
4: I wasn't into it until you said naked. And then I'm like, okay.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, if you, had your,
2: if, if you had your guitar with electricity and an amp and there was a bear outside and I'm naked, I would f- probably, I'd probably just egg the, the bear on to get in the tent. I'd be <laughs> well, like,
3: come on in her on. here.
2: Listen to Mike, this if, shit.
7: If there was a bear outside and you were naked inside, I, it's probably two bears then. And I'd probably deal with the bear outside more than the bear inside
2: fair. That's fair. But if it's like me and Eric in the fucking forest and we're in a tent, but we have electricity and he's got an amp and the guitar.
7: He's going to plug it into the tree, huh? Is that what he's doing? No,
2: he's plugging into the fucking amp. I'm going to run outside naked and egg the fucking bear on and I'm going to get the bear to come over and let him listen in some fucking hard rock. And I'm going to just fucking air <laughs> guitar on my fucking penis in the air. Come like, on, you, you sound
4: brown? bear piece of
2: shit. Yeah. yeah. And then the bear is just going to be so confused That he's not going to want to eat us because he's going to feel euphoria.
7: And he's going to see you. He's going to want to fuck you because he wants to mate.
0: No. And then somebody's dipped their nuts in honey. He's He's
2: not going to want to fuck me. He's not going to want to fuck me because I'm going to teach him how to dance. Like, while Eric is playing it and he gets the euphoria in his brain. I'm going to teach him how to dance, (laughs) not how to fuck.
4: This all checks (laughs) out. It's all. Yeah. (laughs)
2: You, Eric are is, you on board Eric are you I'm, on board
4: I'm in I'm, Dude, I'm getting my tent together. Eric, right now
2: if on board I get a King pass.
0: Thomas a tomato as the as uh, Steel Saunders would
7: say our friend our friend Steel Saunders Mike Pappas is definitely on brand tonight that's for sure so this is what we had for 72 hours in New York just want to throw that out there
2: 195 to 200 I love you guys I'm happy love to be
7: here it. I love you too Eric,
2: I get a pass on that, right? I I won. I won the level on the video game.
7: Yes. He nailed it. (laughs) Wake up. It's 1984. (sighs) Well, we have a Goonies reunion. Boo still hasn't seen the Goonies. Maybe he'll see the sequel to Goonies before the actual film. Just kidding. Because there's not going to be one. Steven Spielberg has a new show out during this COVID-19 called Reunited Apart. And they brought the Goonies cast in via Zoom. And Josh Gad hosted it because that's what he does. That's all he does is host things. (laughs) And he talked to them and asked specifically about a reunion. And this is what Steven Spielberg had to say. Chris Columbus, the Goonies screenwriter, Dick and I, and Lauren have had a lot of conversations about it. Every couple of years, we come up with an idea, but then it doesn't hold water. Spielberg explained to Gad when asked about a possible sequel. Until we do, people are just going to have to look at this live stream a hundred times. So no Goonies reunion. Thank you, Steven Spielberg, for not fucking our childhood up. Do not do a Goonies reunion. You guys want to see a Goonies reunion? Because I don't want to see it. No, leave it. I know Boo's really pumped up about it. And another wake up is 1984. Hellraiser is back, guys. IMDb exclusively reports HBO has made a deal to develop a series from the classic horror franchise Hellraiser, with Halloween Helmer, David Gordon Green set to direct the pilot and several more initial episodes that bring to the small screen the first time the iconic pin-cushion headed villain who heads up a group of pasty face villains sent from the hell known as the Cenobites. What do you guys think about this? A Hellraiser series on HBO might sound interesting. I'd watch it. Very fast. Very dangerous. No? Nobody cares? I was, I was never a
2: fan. Like... You know, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, uh, uh, Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre, even Chuck. Even That's Chucky. Bubba. That's Bubba to you, bro. Yeah, Bubba, Bubba. I, I never, Hellraiser was like, from a kid born in 1981, Hellraiser was like the cult version of the horror scene. I don't know. Yeah, you guys can I, disagree.
7: I agree. I, like I agree, it car- it I agree with you. Different with
5: it, you I, never, I, I never, I never
7: liked him very much, and I always thought when I watched it, I felt creepy—not in a like scared way, like in a yeah, weird, it like took horror to another level. Yeah, like it weird, did. weird way. i didn't, I'm, never was into Hellraiser at all. Didn't like it. I like it. You would. All right, let's move to our favorite segment of the show, and that is trailer trash. Now we have two trailer trash. One that I found, I couldn't believe my eyes. The other, from an email, from a first-time emailer, Alicia.
5: I've been listening to you guys for a year or so now and wanted to say thanks for always turning out great content. You guys are my favorite podcast for Star Wars and pop culture. Thank you, Alicia. <laughs> I'm also a fan of anyone who likes Letter Letterkenny. What a great show. But I've got a trailer trash submission for you guys, Tongue Fury. It's a 30-minute movie that you can find on YouTube. And my boyfriend, as you guys know him, Colton Michael. Oh, Michael Colton. Michael Colton. <laughs> <laughs> loves this movie. And so I've had to sit through it exactly once. But just the trailer, but just the trailer is really something else. Anyway, stay safe out there. And thanks again for the many hours of entertainment. Pitter patter, Alicia. I
7: really like Alicia. Michael, you better hold on to her. And Colton, you better hold on to her too. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you say? She has good taste. She has good taste. Pitter patter, I love it. So we're going to watch, I haven't seen this, Kung Fury. Um, we're gonna watch this with Mike Pappas, which this is gonna be very interesting. Watching trailer trash with Mike Pappas. I don't think we've ever done it. So let's watch this film. Laser Unicorns. This looks like a video
2: game, doesn't it? It looks like it Warriors. Is. This reminds me of like a bad 80s that I love. Like, you know, What the play. fuck?
7: <laughs> oh
4: wow. Whoa! Jeez. Oh, <laughs> that seems excessive.
7: That was badass. Oh, this looks like a This looks like a Grand Theft Auto. Is that Johnny Depp? Uh, no, that's
4: that's
2: that's Ryu from Street Fighter. <laughs> oh, wow.
4: Oh jeez.
2: <laughs> what the fuck oh. is this? Oh, so a cop. Oh, he's a is gun- that Oh, that's Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> <laughs> in the Bloodsport. You just destroyed an entire city block for Christ's sake. I quit.
7: That dude looks I CGI. <laughs> I don't think it's CGI.
3: <laughs>
2: <Adolf Hitler> wow. <laughs> This is, <laughs> is Bloodsport. The new Bloodsport with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Is that oh. David Koresh? <laughs> That's good technology for this. It's the kid from The Wizard.
3: Oh, this oh my God, it's Tron. This is
2: how you kill Hitler. You need Jean-Claude Van Damme in a power glove.
4: In <laughs> a power glove. That's oh, David back Koresh for back sure. In time. <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: Going
0: too far back in time. This is the goddamn Viking Age. I'm a cop from the future.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, well, Now oh it's God. for you again.
7: A Viking woman just screams out in the valley of mountains.
2: No, it's... Oh my
7: God, Thor! Oh,
3: it's, Thor. <laughs> oh, it's George, George Lucas. just came
2: down. It's George Lucas on
5: steroids. And a diaper.
3: <laughs>
5: Are his hazelnuts wet? Oh. Oh, there you go.
0: Holy shit, Thor versus Nazis. For a new
2: world of
7: unspeakable. The DeLorean.
2: This is it this DeLorean? I am so you? in. I, I, I kind of want to see this, dude. Yes.
7: Come on. I...
0: Okay, random
7: fucking T-Rex. Oh, it's a blur. T-rex. We got a
2: blur. <laughs> that's not the Mandalorian. I the can't... Oh, my God. And oh, only, my God. That's
0: only a 30-minute video. That needs to be at least two hours. God, that I'm... was kind of awesome.
2: Are yes. we going to are we gonna watch this together?
5: Of... It... I, what the, the heck? I
7: know, I know. I have. I think. I I think we do need to watch this together, (laughs) because if it's only thirty minutes, that might have been the coolest trailer trash I've ever seen. I kind of want to see this, and uh, they have Hitler doing kung fu. Alicia, I don't know if this deserves a trailer trash because this looks awesome, too good. (laughs) I would definitely watch that. And the beginning looked like CGI King Tom, and then looked like Grand Theft Auto, and then the filter kind of changed that, and it was yeah, wow. I don't know. I don't know, and I want to know. Alicia, thank you. That was amazing. Um, I can't wait to watch this movie, and we might have to watch this all together sometime. Uh, we'll bring Pappas back, and we'll cut his Whoa. mic off. But he- what we're going to do is we're going to watch the one I found, and there's something interesting about this film. It's a hell of a trailer to follow up unfortunately, to. Unfortunately, <laughs> I have a feeling that you guys have either seen this or heard about it. Mm. Okay? Alright, so let's watch the other one. Here we go.
4: Wingnut Films presents... on hmm.
0: Nut Films. <laughs> guy guy
7: walking.
5: Oh! What the? It? Dead chickens? Oh, oh! What is... Oh! Oh! oh, oh, oh. oh, oh
3: yeah.
7: Somebody eating yeah. somebody's what? head. That was
4: awesome! Hell yeah!
5: <laughs>
7: There's
4: somebody. I, I've
5: done that once at a
2: music festival.
5: <laughs> oh, we've got trouble.
7: <laughs> Australian or New Zealand accents. It gets better. We're you for lunch. They're the cannibals. Thank you. Yeah. It gets It gets crazier right here. Random machine gun shooting. Those ninjas? Ninjas? Here, Here's here's the best part, guys. Oh! <laughs> Random guys. No, you look. Guy so... got hit by a car. Oh yeah, baby! Guy got hit by a car, and his innards came out. His
0: intestines. You can see. It look this. at this. Look at this. Oh
7: my god! Some alien, weird-looking people. What was that? <laughs> Just you'll see more. Just watch. That
0: is it. Oh, that's.
7: Awesome. I hope you guys appreciate the research that I do. This is awesome. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> There's some ah! weird. I, I want to watch yeah. the whole wow, film. Wow, that is a
3: Magnum!
7: <laughs> oh, they blow up a house. That's pretty good. I'm so happy you guys don't know anything about this because I'm going to blow your mind in a what? second. This is amazing. Was like, Harrison Ford in it? What no. is this? Oh! Oh. oh! oh, that looks like Look Bubba from guy. Chainsaw Massacre comes in. <laughs> There's some weird alien-looking... Oh. Oh, oh, there he goes. That's great. Oh, no. People in it. Um, no, he just got shot. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> that is not is how that, you full an RPG. Is wow. that Kurt Russell's wow. The movie's brother? called Bad Taste. Oh my god. I want what? to what, when are we should, we watching have that? you guys take a guess of what amazing director directed this film. And you saw him in the Richard first Donner. Movie. Nope. Uh, uh, Academy Award winning director. James Cameron. Peter Jackson. I was about to say oh. Peter Jackson.
5: I was about to the say The person Peter that Jackson. you saw yeah. eating
7: out of the guy's head was yes. Peter Jackson. I thought I recognized him. He, he has <laughs> another
5: one that's awesome. called uh, That makes sense. Dead Alive.
7: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> I came upon this and I was like, nailed it.
0: I'm completely happy with Here's that. The, yeah.
7: Here is the uh, tagline here. The population of a small town disappears and is replaced by aliens that chase human flesh for the interlactic fast food chain. So they have a fast food chain. And they're chasing humans to get the meat and send it up. And send it up. So, so we're the chickens at at, uh, KFC now. It's like V. Yeah, Yeah. it's kind of like V, but a really bad version of it. The uh,
4: there was a point with all the synth music in the background Mm. that was uh, as it climbed up. It was sort of like coming out of the bridge of jump jump
3: for for your love. love. Jumping.
4: it was, dude. It was the same Winter Sisters and sound.
3: If you want me, in
7: the night, babe, just, yeah. jump, jump,
3: fall in love. Kisses, that was, was, that
7: kisses in the really, night. Kisses in the night. Is that what it was? Kisses. If you don't, if you, you want, want kisses, want in, the kisses in, the in the night, night, when night when babe, jump, you jump. Know, what a crazy video, too. It's just them in like in a, in like in a shower. It looks like a shower with tile everywhere all over them. I don't know. Winter Sisters. <laughs> Speaking of nothing else, we have a new segment. King Tom has got a game for Mr. Eric Strothers And I, Eric Strathers, is the music historian and professional. I'm just a guy that worked at a music store for seven years. But I think I can do pretty good at this game. King Tom, hit us. Basically, I, I have a bunch of hairband quest,
1: trivia questions. And that's pretty much the game. The rush told totally me what.
4: Fantastic!
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Sounds Man, you sure sounds great. picture.
4: Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't Visual know how
1: I'll we'll do
7: with that. this. We'll
4: just have okay. to see. Yeah,
7: I don't some either. Of,
1: some of these will be multiple choice. Others will not.
7: Okay. Okay. Because you know that I am really good at this, as much as I displayed last week with Motley Crue and Poison. So <laughs> exactly. let's let's
1: do this. Exactly. Okay, Eric.
7: What band's bass player had a side job writing
1: meatloaf songs? Rat, Poison, or Motley Crue? Oh, See, I would have known.
4: <laughs> Dude, I have no idea. I want to say...
7: I didn't know they were going to be this hard, Tom.
4: Yeah, this is a tricky one. Um, I'll try to... I'll just go fast. I'll say uh, Rat. No, Nicky Six wrote several songs for Meatloaf oh, along
7: with a handful shit. of other musicians.
3: Oh,
1: wow,
7: in- Nicky Six.
1: Including the Backstreet Boys who did not use his track. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Okay. That is weird, wild stuff. Raj, yeah, yeah. what, what band was not formed in Los Angeles? Rat,
7: Guns N' Roses, or Cinderella?
4: Oh, why couldn't I got that one? Well,
7: I know Guns N' Roses was. Uh, now it's between Rat and Cinderella. I have a feeling... That Cinderella was an LA band. I'm going to say Rat was not formed in LA. Incorrect. Cinderella was from God Philadelphia. God damn it.
4: Yep. Cinderella is a Philly band. Fuck. So okay. we're both
0: 0 for, 0 for 1. There is
4: a classic, there's a pizza joint in Philly who had Cinderella at, in a commercial before they were signed. They like yeah, wrote I a didn't... song for it and everything.
1: I didn't
3: anyway. know that.
4: Who
1: is Bill Bailey? Ozzy Osbourne? Axel Rose, your
4: accountant.
1: My accountant.
4: <laughs> Bill Bailey. Go ahead, Eric. Uh, my accountant. Is he? <laughs> no, uh, Axel Rose. Really? Yep. Bill Bailey. Yeah, Axel Rose. I did better. not know that.
7: Mm-hmm. Wow. God, we really suck at this, Eric.
4: I thought I knew his name, though. Mm-hmm. Huh. What do you know? I don't know. Raj. What band asked Paul Ryan to please
1: stop using one of the band's hits on campaign stops for the 2012 U.S. presidential election? Bon Jovi, Van Halen, or Twisted Sister? It's got to be Bon Jovi living on a prayer. No. God Tw- damn it. Twisted Sister for we're not going to take it.
0: I knew that one, yeah. <laughs> God damn it.
1: <laughs> yes. Eric, what was Sebastian Bach's real name? Donald was- Andover, Sebastian Bierk, or Sebastian Bark? Um, <laughs> a Donald bend over. No, Sebastian <laughs> Birk.
4: Are you serious? <laughs> yep. <laughs> bend
0: over, dude. I had no idea.
7: How did you remember a Fletcher scene? Bend over when he's in the jail scene. He's like, "Take your pants off."
6: I don't even know your name. Bend over, Ben. Nice to meet you, Victor Hugo. You wouldn't happen to have a middle name, would you? Everybody else around here seems to. What are you in for, Ben? Molesting a dead horse. Oh, well, there's no crime in that. You're right as an American. I'm trying to cut down myself.
7: Hi, Ben. I'm Victor Hugo. (laughs) (laughs) I love that scene. Ben, nice to meet you. Victor Hugo. Golly, man. Yeah, I didn't know that. Wow, we're, we're really killing it in this game. You want a few more or is that it? Sure. Just one more. I'm out
5: there. I want one more. I want a chance to get
1: one. Right. Yeah, me too.
5: Okay. This Um, is
1: going to
7: me. This is for you.
1: Where did Brett Michael sustain a split lip and broken nose? The roulette table in Vegas in a fight with Axl Rose or in a review at the Tony Awards?
7: Oh, shit. I thought he got in a really bad car accident. That was Vince Neil, huh? Brent Michaels got wasn't a Tony award. Uh, he fought he fought Axel Rose. Nope. In 2009, Michaels was performing with Poison during
1: a performance of Rock of Ages at the Tony Awards and was hit by, was hit by falling No, scenery. I didn't hear you. Oh, God As he should it. be. Okay, God one damn more. damn it. Okay. One more. This is it. Eric, what okay. band was formed after its founding member left Deep Purple?
7: Oh, fuck a dog. <laughs> um
1: uh
7: Rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Rainbow too White, what? Snake. White Snake David Coverdale? Yep. Left Deep Purple in 1970 I didn't even know he was in Deep Purple
4: Oh yeah I knew that but I thought Richie Blackmore's Rainbow came And then David Coverdale
7: joined Deep Wait a minute Purple Did, was it, w- together. Wasn't Dio in Deep Purple for a stint? Yes the, the so Those, are the, question, those are the goddamn questions That I would want white
1: snake warrant or motley crew oh god
4: damn it if i would have waited i would have got that yeah you got that wrong sorry
1: well (laughs) maybe maybe next time we'll work in some questions involving enough's enough for winger
4: (laughs) i Uh, would have gotten that one that's that's not fair (laughs) well that was great that was almost as as good as one more he's got a chance to actually get one right (laughs)
7: hip-hop or shakespeare yeah
1: what inspired Nick C- Nicky Six's song "Kickstart My Heart"? His grandmother' death, his grandmother's death, Lita Ford, or taking so much heroin his heart stopped.
7: Oh yeah, his, yeah. yeah. This was a fucking hang curve ball. So much heroin, his heart stopped, and they had to pump adrenaline in a
0: bam. And he went out and partied after that.
7: Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's like, what? What? What are we standing around? Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go uh-huh. party. Nicky Six, straight rock star. I got it. I got one right.
1: There we go. Know your
7: hairbands. Damn it. You, you guys got steamrolled. Yeah, we did. That was awful. King Tom, thanks for fucking us on that one. <laughs> All right. I we sure have was. a voicemail from The Wim. So let's uh, play. <laughs> Hang on. Number second. four through 10.
4: So I just, this, I want to say something right now.
7: Blackmore left Deep Purple
4: in 75. Mm-hmm. David Coverdale left Deep Purple in 76. I realized there was multiple choice but my answer i stand by it okay anyway okay. it's fine I'm, I'm not better. it's fine Keep let's, let's like, do let's listen to whims okay. voicemail okay screw that game it's fine it's fine <laughs> that game everything's
3: was fine. awesome i'm sorry that game was you shut awesome. your damn mouth
6: all right this is a whim just sending in another uh lame commentary uh voice-wise so you don't have to worry about like trying to read my dribble anyways now, fuck you guys with your ignorance to Dune. Now, I, I think I sent the, this to you before, but if you Google the best science fiction books, Dune is usually number one on that list. If it's not in the top five, that list is shit. Ignore it. But anyways, the book was written in 1965 and yes, some themes do make their way in the Star Wars. Uh, there's a sect of witches that kind of use abilities that jedi use used later because of, you know, 65 77 same thing when i was growing up you know i kind of grew up poor my parents didn't give really two shits what i did they didn't care if i read anything they didn't care if i went to school for hey you know there's none of that you know, I was it's more of a hmm. band geek, uh, than anything and it wasn't until that i went to college that i just started picking up books to read and this you know this whole world kind of opened up and I would say there were a handful of books that uh, kind of pushed, corrected my brain to really understand the power of literary storytelling, and and Dune was one of those books that really hooked me in. And at the time I read it, the book had already been out for like twenty five years, so uh, but it, it flawlessly held up. But I, I didn't want to oppose this. Do you guys have any of these type of literary influences? And, uh, you know, I'll give you some of mine. I'll give you five of mine. The first one I uh, I read, like, right I got into college uh, was The Stand, Stephen King. I, I, I just reread it recently because of all this COVID-19 <laughs> stuff going on that I thought it was appropriate. And it was kind of like dealing with the same, you know, super virus, super flu, you know, killing off all the population. Uh, the other one would be Tom Clancy's Patriot. Game. I read that, and you know, it's like, damn, that was a good book. Um, William Cornett's uh, Suspects, because I do I do really dig true crime and some police procedural stuff. Michael Crichton's Jurassic Park, and of course, Timothy Zahn's Heritage of the Empire. You have to think oh. at this time, this is 1991. Star Wars had been dead for seven years. For me, it was a it was a big returning to this story and going on it was like the lucasfilm saying yeah we approve this story this is part of what's happening this is you know this is canon so to speak as it first came out book for me is was reconnecting with with what was going to happen in the future so guys i'd love to hear what your story was and if you had anything quite like that affected you in the same way and uh i'll talk to you guys soon and stay healthy guys
7: Thanks, Wim. Appreciate that, man. You stay healthy as well. I will say, Heir to the Empire kind of changed my life too, because it was interesting because I read that whole thing from start to finish and I couldn't believe what I was reading. He's right. It was like a continuation of the story. And I try to tell people, no, there is an extension to... Star Wars. Nobody gave a shit about it. To me, like all my friends, they know baseball players, they didn't give a shit. I was like, no, no, you don't understand. This book is phenomenal. It's an amazing book, but nobody really cared, but it got more and more popular as it went on. And it became this like legendary book. For me, it was heir to the empire as well. I read Christine when I was a kid and that fucking changed me too. Cause that scared the shit out of me, but I'm sure Les and Eric and King Tom and, and uh, you guys have some books that probably changed your life.
4: Uh, for me, it was the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. I uh, read yeah. that in uh, middle school. It blew my mind. And then like from a slightly more comedic standpoint, uh, an author named Piers Anthony wrote this, this Xanth series. It's X-A-N-T-H. And it's like takes place in a quasi medieval time with magic and all this, but it's funny. Uh, I read the first one of those books in probably 84 or so. And man, he wrote about a billion of them and I was way into them. And then after that, it would be uh, Stephen King. Um, I think I read Salem's Lot first, which oh, yeah. Les Makes, and I were just talking about that with somebody. And then yeah. uh, the, the Stand just like flipped me on my
2: head. Very really cool. cool. Really good book. Uh, the Hobbit uh, left a huge impression on me when I was a kid. And I didn't even know about like The Lord of the Rings before that book. And I had a, a book report that I had to do for my, uh, what is it? third grade or fourth grade or whatever and uh, I got like a 62.
7: You're reading a fucking like Hobbit 62. during third grade? No, maybe it was like second grade.
3: Say what? Second grade, grade
7: you're reading The Hobbit?
0: I call it even more bullshit. No,
7: third I mean, grade. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah maybe second year in college maybe, Mike.
2: <laughs> yeah. Second second grade oh, you're reading bad. Fu- My bad. <laughs> I. Blame this guy. He's been killing me <laughs> out there. Uh, oh uh, lord! Anyway, I didn't know about uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy till junior high school. Whatever the fuck, there it is. Then, there it yeah, is. Yeah, and then uh, I had to write a like a, a book report on the Hobbit, and then after the Hobbit, I knew that there was this whole other storyline to to surpass all this shit. So, mm-hmm. long story short, that's what I remember is that like I wrote this nice book report. I love this book, and then I was surprised. Actually, I wasn't paying attention in class at all. The girl next to me was the girl that I was hitting on all year. Is it 7th grade or 8th grade or some shit? I was
7: 2nd grade. It second
3: makes more grade, sense yeah. now.
2: Yeah, it was 2nd sec- grade, 8th grade. And then uh, before Peter Jackson's uh, production, I realized that there was like, holy shit, there's Fellowship and there's Two Towers and there's Return of the King. But that was like, you know, a little time after that and I was so enthusiastic about that. Long story short, the one that sticks with me is probably The Hobbit because when I learned about the trilogy, uh, I realized that I did a fucking book, a, a book report that I paid somebody else to write.
0: Uh, $20. Definitely a second grade.
2: No, it was like, it was like $20. <laughs> <laughs> it was, no, it was more than that. It was well, inflation. You have to account inflation. I think it was like eighth grade. I think it was like eighth grade. I, you, I got to account for inflation. It was more than $20. What the fuck are you talking about? But at the time, $20 a lot, of, and a lot of money. And a snack pack. Bro. Yeah, that was a lot of money. Brought, right, and a well, pizza bagel, probably. Yeah, and, a,
7: yeah. and, a a, and, a, and a cactus cooler. Yeah, a couple, probably, a couple right? of oh, ding dongs. yeah. Bagels,
2: bagel bites, bro. And also, uh, the, the Hobbit <laughs> left a staple in me because that was like the prequel. To, you know, uh, Tolkien's story, and George Lucas never had uh, a staple before, and afterwards he had to create one, and he created one afterwards, which makes George better than Tolkien.
7: Oh, the background Hey, as long as you take the staple out of you,
2: that's right, out of my ass. How do you feel about Kids. that?
7: I, I don't want to feel any of that.
1: Um, I've you know, i talked before a lot about Star Wars books and comic books, and those were a huge influence on me growing up. But the biggest one I can think of is a book called Surfs by an author named Douglas Copeland. It came out. I got it the year it came out in the summer of 95, which was when I graduated high school. And way back when, I had America Online and a computer at my father's, but I was the only person I knew of in my real life who used you know, chat rooms and email. And the book mm-hmm. was – about people who started off at micro, Microsoft and then they went and made their own company. It was about like email and having a career that was based on the computer. You know, they, right. they program software, and it was just really cool. and And I liked it. Uh, it It just felt like I could relate to some of these people instead of you know, lawyers or accountants or whatever. And then I, uh, and and that helped me kind of. Help set me down the path. Realize that some of the things that I wanted to do were actually things that I could do. And instead, because se- I didn't want to be a lawyer, but that something like that seemed like the best career path, but I realized it wasn't. Right. So that helped me. And then Copeland also had a bunch of other books. He was the one who came up with the phrase Generation X. Uh, he wrote a oh. book the same name, and he had a few other books in the late in the late nineties, early two thousands that were really good. I haven't read any of his more recent stuff. But I still still go back to some of his other stuff every
2: now and then.
7: Is, is, uh, we, still, we still got Mike Pappas on? Yeah, we do. I just want to make he sure. He's going nowhere. Yeah. He's
2: good. Well, I'm right here, bro. I know. That's you, right. you don't see me?
7: I know. I, I Now I do. Yes, I absolutely see Oh,
5: him. I'm here. Uh, there were just two novels, oh. uh, maybe shorter, I guess, short stories. Uh, the first one was uh, Cycle of the Werewolf, oh. which is by Stephen King those of you know it's uh adapted into a movie called silver bullet oh yeah yeah and uh yeah. the other one was lord of the flies
7: oh good one
5: oh, great film lord of the flies i was like okay this is yeah it left something on
7: you know what really changed me you brought lord of the fries up i read at the same age um when did you read lord of the fries the Lord of the fries. <laughs> yeah, no, not not the flies. The fries. It's Carl Carl's Junior Hardee's. Where, where, when did you read Carl
5: that? Carl's Junior Hardy. That's what, the one. Where, that's the one for the Canadians. We're all, for the Canadians, on the Hardys. island,
2: the kids all eat each other, right? Like they eat fries. Uh, they eat fries. They,
5: they just what, they they, well, they descend into savage. <laughs> they descended into <laughs> savagery, which
2: is, <laughs> this
7: podcast has gone nowhere. Listen, <laughs> no, but like oh, what
5: well, did you okay? What did I you read know, the outs the outsiders? Okay, well yeah, that was gonna be number three.
7: S C Hunt. Is that her name? S. E Hunt?
5: S. E Hinton. Those three were mine.
7: I read it in second grade. <laughs> Go ahead, Boo. How about you? Uh, you know, funny
0: enough, I didn't read that much mm-hmm. at you didn't, all. Really? No, I, didn't, I, would, I would think you would have. Didn't really have. Well, you know, of course you have to. You know, the Great Gatsby and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I coasted through a lot of like junior high and elementary mm-hmm. and high school without having to read a lot of bullshitting. Mm-hmm. They got cliff for, notes. Thank God for do you the You know what cliff notes are? I do. Oh yeah, wow. They, yeah, okay, I, they still yeah, had those. Yeah, but th- never those. Just the internet. I didn't really read too much. But you know, I, I was. A, we had to read The Hobbit. I did like the Hobbit. I I thought it was more not interesting, but I, I liked the characters better than, uh, than Lord of the Rings, you know, things like oh, that. Wow. But anything that really stuck out? No, no, not, not so not much. Book-wise.
7: Not book wise. No. Okay. All right. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for that voicemail. Appreciate it. I will leave this podcast to one last thing. Uh, we don't, we haven't talked comic book TV movie news in a while. There's some stuff that's, Interesting. Black Adam and Mr. Dwayne the Rock Johnson on Bro Bible. He gives an update on Bro Bible. We still plan on shooting probably at the end of the summer, probably push back into August, maybe September. So we'll see. But I can't wait for that. I've been training so hard for months. Come on, Rock. You've been training for Mm -hmm. Black Adam. This is a passion project for me. It's a role I hold dear to my heart and it's in my DNA. So I can't wait. So he's very excited about Black Adam. I can't, I don't know what's in his DNA because that's a crazy character to be having your yeah, DNA. Yeah, I was about
5: to say, okay. Uh...
7: And there's some Warner Brothers DCEU delays I want to talk about. Warner Brothers pushing back some films, including Wonder Woman 1984, and that's going to open up in early June, it looks like. And they announced that the Soprano sequel, coming full circle, what Mike was saying, The Many Saints of Newark, is being delayed to September 25th. And that's supposed to be about Tony's dad and the release of King Richard, the biopic. Starring Will Smith and Richard Williams. Father, this is uh, the uh, Venus and Serena movie. Yeah. That's going to be pushed back, it looks like, to November 19, 2021. And we got Shazam 2 and The Flash. That's also pushed back no, June 2022 and no, November fourth 2020. So there you go. That is episode 195, our Road to 200. Mr. Mike Pappas. Moneybags, thank you so much for staying up with Oh, I'm happy to be like, here. This is
2: awesome. I had a fucking smashing time with you. You were- gentlemen.
7: You're fantastic uh, tell people where they can find you and listen to you and uh, maybe buy something from you.
2: Uh, you can find me at maximum paps on Twitter. You can find me uh, at the rogue one army group on Facebook. Uh, you can find, uh, Oh wow. The T public is, I believe it's T public rogue one pod. I believe like, um, and if you listen to this pod, you'll easily find us Uh, without me having to give any more information. I love you guys. I'm so happy to be on the road to 200. I'm proud of the three of you very much. I'm proud of Eric for being a part of this. Tom, King Tom, I love you so much, man. Uh, You guys are my boys. You're my brothers in life that I've never had throughout uh, life being a Star Wars fan and being a super nerd. And I'm just so happy that I have you guys now. And my wife wants to kill me. (laughs) tonight Uh, but I'm just i was. this is such a pleasure to be here tonight and I love the five of you fuckers and uh, again you know I mean Les and and Raj know this but you're always welcome in my home anytime come to New York City after we beat this fucking COVID bullshit fuck this virus (laughs) Mike Pappas is gonna fuck it in the ass I'm gonna fuck this virus in the fucking ass and I love you guys. I gotta go. My wife's already yelling at me. I love you guys. Eric, Tom. <laughs>
4: Hang on, don't close, don't close your browser because we got to get right. this file from ZenCaster. <laughs> well,
5: what do you want me to do? Hold <laughs> on, just don't hold me, on. I'm going to take my clothes off. I'm me to take my clothes just, off? Just chill, bro. We just, got you, man. Just, just all me, good, you. Lord. Just take off the headphones.
0: We have shirts. Oh, no.
2: That's oh, we sick. see ass. Bro. Oh, my God. No. There's the bear. Yeah, yeah, the bear. There's the bear. There's the bear. I love you guys. I fucking love you guys. I got to go. Don't go. No, no, no. Don't close. Don't close the browser. Don't close Chrome. Take off the
7: headphones and walk away. Don't close Chrome. Just give give me. Just us one minute. No, no 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 hold on Eric, Eric where can people find you
4: you know what check out my other podcast The Bad motivators <laughs> where we mostly talk about Star Wars and uh, follow me on Twitter at Eric Strothers. Mr. Chansky where can people find you
1: on Twitter at Tom Chansky and Patreon shows for the bad motivators Blue Harvest and Steel Wars
0: Mr. Less is more where can people find you
5: hanging out on Twitter at less is more 78
0: And Mr. Carlos Boringway. where can people find you? At The Sith List, Boom. And
7: thank you so much. You can catch me at The Sith List. We'll catch you next week on episode number 196, our Road to 200, of The Sith List. Quiet little voices. (laughs)
3: No, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I gotta take
6: episode. a
7: piss. That, that's fine. Yeah, go take a piss. I'm gonna get a beer. You want another beer? I would like one. Yes. Can you
2: go get one for me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: since, since you're closer.
2: God damn it! Hold on. It says new chat. At Eric's face. <laughs> it says chat seven. I I don't know. I don't understand.